Lynch D. Well, February season three. Hi, HT Well friends. We're back for another episode of your favorite podcast for music and beer. We have loads of new stuff. Last month we played jams from the last decade. Now we are ready to take you into the new decade of the 20s and play you some mind-melting stuff. But before we do, um, want to go through the regular laundry list of things that I go through before every pod. And so I'm sorry that you have to listen to this, but you could always skip forward. I don't know. Um, But first things first, tell a friend. The only way that this podcast can grow is uh, from the lame Facebook ads that I spend every month. And also by you telling a friend to, uh, Hey, subscribe to this pod, give it a chance. You might not hate it. And then, uh, once you do that, then go to, uh, the HT wow page at Apple podcasts and give us a five-star review and write some words and tell other people who uh, may be browsing through the music commentary pods, uh, why they should choose this one. And then if you want to be our best friends in the world, go to oldwaver.com and click on premium or go to patreon.com and type in HTWOW and become a patron and get sweet merch and get the After Dark podcast every month that uh, is even more drunk and has even more awesome tunes than this pod. <laughs> and uh, we can't wait to record it later for all of our beloved patrons <laughs> And uh, we invite you to join us. So please, oldwaver.com. Only $5. Sometimes you don't want another American lager. Sometimes you want something other than, uh, you know, your tentpole Mexican beer that you always get. What's tentpole mean? Uh, just, you know, your standard I don't know. You know, if I was in Top Gun, I would be Goose. Goose? I would be, instead of the goose. Uh huh. You'd be the blueberry Goose? No, just Goose. I feel like it would have changed the movie. It would have. Instead of that dude, it'd be me, but as a fancier. Right, as high T. <laughs> a high T Goose. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Not that it, the movie didn't do well. It seems to have. It seemed. It seemed like it did pretty good, but I'm just taking it next level. Yeah, I feel like if you were in Top Gun, uh huh, and you were Gose, yeah, that you would be sitting in the back and you would have somebody else flying for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had, they had to fly their own planes. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
2020 High Tea with Old Waver Episode 32 We are into Season 3 We are into um, I don't know, the 30s I don't know <laughs> we're, we're cooking along We have lots to talk about uh, Maybe not as much as the last couple pods uh, but maybe that's a good thing. That might be a good thing. Hello, my name is Dave, also known as Old Waver. Uh, you can find me at Old Waver on Twitter, and my co-host, the star of the show, that is not true, is Toby Pipes, and he is at Toby Pipes on Twitter. Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm good. It's I an exciting show good. today. I'm, yes. I know we don't have a lot of content. Oh, we'll have enough. We'll have enough. We always think of something. Brews help. Yes. Uh, and we'll get to the brews in just a second. I did want to um, set the stage here at the front. So we do have kind of our uh, boilerplate introduction for people who may be joining us for the first time. And we hope there are always new listeners to the pod. Um, so this is High Tea with Old Waver. Uh I, of course, am Old Waver, as I mentioned just a second ago, and Toby is high T. And I realized, as I was like listening to um, Ticket's Super Bowl coverage and like their webcam or something was uh, sponsored by the, the Low T Center. Yeah. And so I got to thinking that maybe people are confused, like they think that this show is like, uh, I don't know, like we're like super pumped up bros because it's high T, like mm -hmm. high testosterone with old waiver. Because this is definitely not a high testosterone show. It definitely is. <laughs> if level 42 <laughs> is any indication. I think that, yeah, the music speaks for our show. So, yes. Uh, so high T is a band nickname that you got a while back. Mm -hmm. Not with Deep Blue, but with the, the Calhouns. Yeah, right? because... Um, I don't want everything to be gross all the time. So Jordan used to make fun of me and say, oh, high tea. Like more of an English high tea. Oh, look at me. Like tea and crumpets. Yeah, top hat, like high tea. pinky out while exactly. you're drinking your tea. Yeah, and it comes up a lot. Um, and then there's many other meanings. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's up to your own personal interpretation, dear listener, what high tea means. But yeah. high tea is he. And Old Waver is me. And together we 
present you this podcast once a month. It's a song swap and a beer swap. I bring three songs. He brings three songs. And uh, we both drink beer the entire time. And our beers are provided by our beautiful, wonderful beer sponsor, good friend Package at 1155 PV Avenue. Is it Avenue? I think it's Avenue. I don't know. They'll find it. Or it's Drive. Anyway, it's PV in uh, East Dallas, Casa Linda, White Rock area. PV Road. PV Road. All right, go back and fix that. I don't know if it's PV Road. I just said that. Uh, it sounds right. And so Good Friend Package is uh, a package store, which means that you can buy yourself some beer and take it away with you. They have a fantastic selection of beers from all over Texas and all over the country and all over the world, really. And you can also get uh, breakfast and lunch there. You can get coffee there. It's a nice neighborhood spot. So if you find yourself over in that neck of the woods in East Dallas, please drop by and uh, tell uh, Matt that we said hello. And Matt uh, curates our beers. And so... Which is so nice. That used to be such a... I know. We, we used to each bring one and... Uh, try to remember what we've done before and stare at the case forever and uh, now that uh, job has been uh, taken off our plates and so Matt Tobin of Good Friend Package uh, picks these for us he is a professional he is a professional even though he said that he quit drinking so I don't know how he knows that these are good maybe he just tastes it and spits it out maybe he just meant for that day yeah maybe it was just that day Yeah. Um, so he said that this first beer is his favorite beer ever. Whoa. So that's saying a lot. So this is from Squatters Craft Beers. Uh-huh. Um, that's Salt Lake City. It's Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, is a double digiter. I should have brought my readers. It's a 9%. Okay, it's a 9%er. So this is uh, Hop Rising Double IPA. And uh, because I don't have my readers, can you read the little synopsis on the back? Yeah, it is. They also, they did the silver on, you know, they used the can as the... Right. So I'm kind of getting a glare. It's so, a, yeah, it's it's a like mighty hop lover's dream. And there's where it gets difficult. Hop rising adds malty backbone <laughs> to a... Yeah, there's no way. Hold on. Let me actually... Sounds me, like you're doing a book report. Actually, here I got it. <clears throat> Hop Rising adds malty backbone to an intense Imperial IPA. It is kind of hoppy. You've tried it, right? No, I've not had my first sip. It's really good, actually. This insanely smooth, dry hopped ale has everything. 9% alcohol, a couple of other things that don't matter. And yes, that's our master brewer, Jason Stock. Pitching They've in lost. on the label. Oh, They've that's lost. him on the. Oh, okay. That's him on the front pitching the hop there. See him? It yeah, looks like so he's doing a bale of hay, but it's a hop. Yeah, it looks like a guy from Duck Dynasty with a pitchfork and a giant cartoon hop stuck through the pitchfork. I know. They are right. It is hoppy, but and I don't really like a huge hoppy beer, but it it is smooth. They're right. Yeah, that's what uh, Matt said. Is that you'll be surprised at the creaminess of this for a double IPA and being so hop forward, it is very smooth. You know how long the squatters have been at it? Mm -mm. Since 1989, Dave. Wow. 
I you mean, know, there weren't a lot that's of brewers. That's ancient history in uh, the craft brew biz. That's what I was about to say. You're right. Yeah, we're uh, on the same wavelength, bro. Yeah. What do you, man? It sounds good. Yeah. So we need to talk. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that. We, later. we need to talk about our setup for today in a little bit. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to the first jam and jam. get this show rolling. Um, we're back to kind of our regular format in that last month in the January pod, if you listened, it was a look back at the 10 teens. Mm -hmm. And so we played random stuff. Uh, it wasn't necessarily like a best of list. It was just cool stuff that we wanted to play for you uh, from the last decade. And so this time we are back to uh, playing whatever we feel like. Uh, you sometimes have a theme, but you said that uh, you're not doing a book report. You're playing new stuff this time. Yeah, and there's a reason, and we'll get to that. It goes along with new equipment, new... It's, new decade. It's new life. Yes. But uh, I do... The decade I, of HTWOW. I haven't given up. I haven't done a book report in a while, and I haven't given up on them because I have a good one for next month yeah i mean but you always was, you always have a back burner full of book reports I, just waiting uh, for i was even going to do it for this one but, but there was too much information I, I gotta you know what i mean i gotta distill it down yeah exactly i see what you did there. yeah um i usually always play new stuff and i am back to the new stuff there's always kind of a dearth of new stuff around december and january like labels and bands don't really want to put out new stuff right around the holidays or right around the new year. It's dead Because it just time. gets lost. Yeah, it's the worst time to put out anything. Yeah, because people, it'll just come and go and no one will pay attention and uh, you'll not have a moment. You'll lose your moment. And so uh, it doesn't kind of crank back up until mid-late January. And so I have three things that uh, all came out in the last month or so. And uh, the, they're all on kind of the electronic spectrum, but they're all very different in their own way. And so the first one that I'm going to play is very unusual because the dude who put this out, <laughs> the artist behind the, the pseudonym, uh -huh. um, he is kind of like... Uh, he goes by the dude that puts this out? No. This is me like trying to add some drama and failing. Um, but he's kind of turned into a, a synth-pop singer-songwriter or like an electronic music troubadour. So we know him from something else. Well, uh, this guy is... Uh, his name is Dan Behar. You may know him from uh, the new pornographers. Oh, there's 90 people in that. Band. Yes, they. Uh, there's a bunch of Canadians that are all in uh, the new pornographers together. But I think we had a AC Newman thing on the pod at one point, didn't we? Yes. We might have had a whole report on him. Yes. Or maybe the porn. I don't know. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so New Pornographers includes uh, A.C. Newman and Nico Case and uh, a bunch of other people. Um, They're a Canadian collective. Yes, they are. Uh, kind of like a broken social scene, but different. And so uh, Dan Behar 
his side project is Destroyer. Are you familiar with his work as Destroyer? I'm familiar with the uh, with the Kiss album Destroyer. Yeah, this has nothing to do with that. It's not like a cover thing, no. like a tribute band to Kiss. No. Then no, I don't know anything about it. Okay, so he's been uh, <clears throat> putting out records as Destroyer since 96. Um, the most recent one before the current one was in 2017 entitled Ken. And that one is uh, its kind of a... a direct uh, predecessor to this one not just in the timeline but just in the musical style because he kind of uh, switched from guitars to keyboards on Ken and on his new album Have We Met he continues that theme okay and so I wanted to play the album opener from Have We Met there's a number of good songs and I'll probably play another one on the After Dark uh, but this one it really sets the tone for the entire record, and uh, it's everything that he is. He's kind of, he's got a very distinctive voice. He's one of those that uh, you'll either love him or hate him on his first note, you know, as a, as a vocalist. Yeah. Uh, he's also a very uh, celeb. Jesus. Cerebral. He's also a very cerebral uh, lyricist. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, he's got uh, really fascinating themes going on and really interesting turns of phrases. And uh, he plays everything on the record, so it's pretty awesome. So this is Destroyer with a brand new track to open up the new decade of HTWOW. It is called Crimson Tide, and it's not about Jack Ryan. predisposed to eating off floors no wait i take that back i was more like an ocean stuck inside hospital corridors my condition in general despite what they say improves so i could care less on a night like this i'm on the lookout for anything that moves crimson tide You 
can follow a salary to the bottom of the ocean Is that yours? Throw it in the pot I thought I was smart, I'm not I thought I was sick and dying
How about it? Man, I'm into that. It it also has a um a little bit of a we were talking about it. He has a like a it could be Sandre Lerke's older brother. Yeah. <laughs> but um Everything else kind of has a little uh, Velvet Underground thing going on. A little bit. Like a little Lou Reed something happening. Yeah. And the other things that came to mind uh, as I listened to the entire album, there's a a little bit of Roxy music in there. Um, Yeah. Not necessarily so much in that song, but in some of the other songs. And um, also reminded me a little bit of Gary Newman. Yeah, yeah, the keyboard stuff. So he was more guitar before? Yes. Man, the keyboard stuff really sells it, doesn't it? Yeah, and so I, I mentioned that he recorded everything on this, and uh, I I beg your pardon. <clears throat> so as I'm reading about it... Beg your pardon. It was, uh, it was produced by John Collins, who is also a member of the New Pornographers. And so uh, what happened was... Uh, Behar would uh, sit at his kitchen table at night and sing his kind of stream of consciousness lyrics mm-hmm. into a mic and uh, recording it into GarageBand. And then he would send <laughs> the raw vocals and kind of demos of, of song ideas to Collins. And then Collins would work on it in his laptop at his home in Seattle. And uh, after three months, they had a record so they kind of were just uh kind of like you know the 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 uh, story behind the postal service record right you know that yeah. it was it was uh tapes in the mail but this was uh i guess through dropbox yeah <laughs> <laughs> soundcloud yes so uh yeah but it's uh it's it's a really interesting record there's um a lot to like about it and uh yeah i look forward to playing another track on the after dark yeah, that's good. I enjoyed that, Dave. Nice work. Thank you. Hey, you know, was I that tr- one of the ones you were worried about? Surely not. Uh, no, I'm. I'm most worried. Well, I get increasingly worried as the <laughs> as the pod goes on. <laughs> good. So the next one is uh, a further, uh, I guess, step out onto the limb, and then the last one is at the very edge of the limb. So we'll we'll see how I do. Okay. Well, if that's sort of a theme. Um, the sound of that, then we're going to go, it's going to be good with my newer stuff. Okay. So before we get into your, uh, I guess, newer stuff and your overarching thread for the tunes that you are selecting today, Mm -hmm. um, take a moment here to ask you to please subscribe if you haven't already to the After Dark podcast, which is the drunken after party of this podcast and um (laughs) this past (laughs) one uh you said that you had to cut out a good deal because we were so drunk man that it was just not even it was not even usable the beginning was awful which a lot of that's in there Mm -hmm. you remember i had to send you some i sent you just a little clip at one point like man listen to that i know I, that was at I the was beginning. The, I was so slurry at the beginning. <laughs> Should we play a little snippet of it now? Yeah. Uh, why don't you... Um, <laughs> I want you to play the uh, now infamous oh butt lips conversation. <laughs> so right. if you subscribe to the After Dark, you'll hear something 
like this. A couple of people that I got reports from after Chili Bow might have been too intense. Is that is that fair? Uh, you know what? I well, at about ten o'clock the next morning, I made a fresh batch of chili, <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> it all came out at once. How was it? <laughs> it was, I mean, you know, the worst part. All right, we're we're amongst friends here. We can uh, we can speak frankly. Okay, go ahead. I I, I much like when you are uh, eating very spicy chili. After the um, the spiciness has uh, left your mouth, you've consumed it. <laughs> You still feel the burn on your lips. Okay, so I see where you're going with this, but there is a uh, so keep going. So it's just the the opposite of that. When it <laughs> exits your body, it it leaves a, a burning residue on your butt, on lips. your anus. Would you consider? Would you think that you have butt lips? <laughs> <laughs> Your anus is butt lips. So that's what the. <laughs> so from the from the couple of days before or the day before. Later on, the what when it was spicy before, you're saying that your butt lips after. Yeah, that it lingers. It stays with you. <laughs> On your butt lips. Uh huh. Yeah, you can't. You, there's no amount of uh, toilet paper that will <laughs> remove the burn. Have you ever heard the phrase butt lips? <laughs> I don't know. Did we make it up? Uh, maybe, maybe butt lips will take the place of lit. <laughs> I don't know. Bro. That's just, um, that's. Six hours of drinking catching up with you right mm. there. God. I mean, because we we were back in the friendly confines of your home studio, and so we really just uh, tore it up. That's we the night loose. we went to that place and you got the patty melt. Yes. Right? <laughs> it, was, it was a horrible decision, <laughs> and I felt awful, <laughs> but I powered through it. You did. You were out of sorts, and we... Uh... We drank right through it. We partied right through it. Yes. So if you uh, would like to become a patron and have access to the After Dark podcast and uh, also get some free merch for as little as five bucks a month, please go to oldwaver.com and click on premium, or you can go to patreon.com, which is uh, the place that hosts premium content for every podcast that matters. And just search HTWOW and uh, sign up and tell all your friends to sign up. And uh, the reason that we do that, I mean, hopefully eventually we hope to make money off of this podcast and like supplement our income instead of it just being a hobby that drains our finances and our time. Yeah, but you got to admit what's come out of, I mean, look at this. Right. So we haven't made any money, <laughs> but we have with the proceeds from uh, our beloved After Dark patrons, we have been able to buy new equipment. 
and we are taking it for a test drive today. Yeah. For this uh, February pod. And How do you feel so far? I, I I don't notice any difference. Your uh, mic sounds way better. Okay, I so... I mean, the other one is more quality, but this is better for what you're doing right now. Right. So please uh, tell the listeners, and especially our patrons, what their hard-earned money has purchased mm-hmm. for the HTWOW pod. All right. Well, for anyone that knows anything about mics, when you, when you look at a... Um, if you see a picture of any radio station, you know where they have. There's the headphones. They're sitting around a desk. That mic that looks like, um, I don't know. Sometimes it, it looks like a small version of the of the back of like an oil truck. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the those are RE twenties. Everyone has them, um, but they take a lot of. They can take a beating, and they always sound good. Um, and they can get things from far away, but up close, you can really, like, people use them on floor toms, kick drums, you know, they're really solid mics. They're durable. That's why everyone has them, but for what we do on this, of course it's nice if we have the same microphone. Yes, so you had one RE20. The other thing about it is it's, it's really directional, so the other one that you had was a nicer mic, but when I was talking, it was picking up. A lot. Uh Whereas this, you talk directly into it, and your voice... When I talk directly (laughs) into it... But you see how that took it? it, Where the other one, that would have... It took it like a champ. (laughs) The other one would have peaked like crazy. Um, So that mic is really good for you, and that's why you sound so great on the ticket, Dave. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um, The other thing, but and this is the most important thing is I needed a an interface, a portable one, because when we normally record the podcast, I use all my outboard gear studio stuff through an HD system that I can't take anywhere. Right, because you're a professional engineer slash producer, and so you have higher standards for yourself. Well, I also don't want people's ears to bleed when they're listening to this. It should sound okay, at right. least, right? Yes. Um, so... With the generosity of our Patreons, we have an Apollo X4. What do you think of the look of it? It's beautiful. Doesn't it look cool? Yeah, it's uh, it's got like little blinking lights, and it's got a toggle wheel, and it's sleek and black and really small, so it's we can small. take it anywhere. Yeah. So all we need, all we're doing now, usually I have. Two giant racks of stuff doing this, a giant computer, two screens, and all we're doing this on now is two microphones, the Apollo, and a laptop. Yes, so this is a dry run. And it seems to be going okay. I don't want to say too much. What's scared me the whole time since it's gotten here Mm -hmm. is everything has gone really well. That never works out like that. So So you're you're expecting trouble i'm expecting fire at some point from somewhere but i'm very pleased that we got this i can't believe that this podcast actually (laughs) paid for stuff afforded us to um buy equipment like this so we can go on the road should we say what we're gonna do yeah well so i don't want people to think that we just bought new toys for toby's studio oh no no this is i still will have need to use my regular gear to record 
16 tracks of drums. Right. This thing only does four in at a time, unless you have all this other ADAT stuff. It can do 18 in, but it won't. It, it doesn't matter. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. So the reason that we bought the other mic and this handsome box over here <laughs> is uh, that we want to take this show on the road to you, the listener. Uh, I know that we have listeners all over the globe, sometimes uh, as far away as France and England and uh, even like, uh, we have I some don't know, Taiwan. Germ- we have some Germany. Yeah, some Germany. Um, by the way, uh, Marble Arches label, uh-huh. uh, they were very grateful that we featured them on the January pod. You're kidding. I didn't even see that. Yes. That's great. Um so we do have uh, fans and friends all over the world and all over the U.S., uh, but we are Texas-based, yeah. and uh, I am Dallas-based <laughs> or DFW-based, and so we intend within the next few months to actually bring our new equipment on the road. Now, I'm not prepared to make the full announcement because... Okay, we're not going to give... Yeah, because there are still details to be hammered out. But mm-hmm. here's what I will say. This will happen in May. Okay. It will happen in the town of Fort Worth. Yeah. And it will feature a very, very special guest. Should I say anything else right now? I don't know. I mean, it's... I almost gave it away because I wanted to say something else, but it's it's. Uh, I can't believe that they're going to do this. Yes. So uh, we will uh, give you a little bit more info next month, and then uh, we will definitely hit it hard in the April pod yeah. to make sure that uh, everybody who can come out will make it out in May uh, to see HTWOW's first live broadcast on the road. Yeah. And it's then gonna be, it's going to be an exhilarating. And if this works out, we're going to do it all the time. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't we look at this setup? There's nothing to it. We can do this. We can do the after dark in the garage if you want to. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see how this, uh, first trial run goes in May. And then, uh, if it works out, maybe it'll become uh, kind of a semi-regular thing. So we'll just have to see. All right. That said, let's get back to the tunes. Well, like, you know, new gear, so new tunes. Okay. That's kind of what I went with, and I didn't want to work too hard on the report this time. That's okay. You've you've been busy. I had had to wrap my head around this thing. Yeah. I just got it last week. You had to read the manual. I had to uh, figure it out, and it did take a day or two, but I think I got control of it a little. I have some helpers, too, uh, that are... Not in the country right now, but when they get back, I have a few questions. Okay. But for we don't need it for this. It's for other things. So we're ready to go. But I do have new tunes, and I think you're going to like this. Have you ever heard of a band called Shopping? No. Have you ever heard of a girl named, and I'm pulling this up because I can't remember all the time, <laughs> uh, Rachel Ags? Nope. Okay, well, this is the deal. I... <laughs> I was going to play a shopping song, and then later on, I was going to play Sacred Paws, and then today I realized she's also the singer of that band. And then shes I was going to play a song by Trash Kit. She's the singer of that band. 
she's in a lot of bands, apparently. She is very talented, but, um, you know, she's not the main thing about this band or any of the, you know, they're all, you know, all the people in the band are kind of, it's not just they're backing her up. You know what I mean? These mm -hmm. are three different bands with different people doing cool stuff. So at some point, Maybe tonight I'll play the Sacred Paws jam because I think you'll like it. Okay. But this one, this band, the shopping band is getting a little traction. So this just came out? Um, like, I think so. Like 2020? Yeah, I think it is brand new. I don't, I mean, I don't know exactly. I didn't do a... Here, let me look on the discography. Yeah, 2020. Um, and it was produced by Edwin Collins. Do you know who that is? It sounds familiar, but I have no idea. Do you remember his hit? Mm-mm. <laughs> you don't want to guess? No. Do you remember the song, uh, I've never met a girl like you before? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Now, there's a story with this that involves Manny. We played with him at, um, at the state capitol in New York State. In Albany? In Albany, on the steps. Uh, I can't remember if he played and then we played, or we played then they played. Anyway, there's porta potties in the back. Like, there's the dressing room, and then there's the whole uh, not dressing room, but you know, there's the band tent, uh -huh. and then there's our kind of. So, his drummer at the time, and you've heard the story a bunch, is the drummer for the Sex Pistols. Oh right, yes. So this is the moment where Manny thinks he got the Sex Pistols back together because the week before that. We were at the Viper Room, and there was that all-star band with John Taylor, Steve Jones. Who, who all was in that? Billy Idol was in it, maybe? No, I don't know. No. There were all these people, but the guitar player for the Sex Pistols is in it. So he, Manny talked to him there, told the drummer for uh, Edwin Collins, Hey, I just saw your guitar player in L.A., and he goes, He's in America? I need to give him a call. And so Manny thinks at that moment he got the Sex Pistols back together. But we can let him have that. Yeah, sure. Who cares? Why not? But yeah, Edwin Collins. But he produced this record, and it's pretty cool, and I want to see what you think of it. Right. So the record is entitled All or Nothing. Mm-hmm. What is the, uh, the tune that you're going to I am out? playing For Your Pleasure. Hmm. Mm. And I kind of at some point want you to see the vid so you can see what you're looking at here. But um, is she for my pleasure? It's they're a cool looking band, Dave. Do you want to hear the song? Um, I can't wait. It's by a band called Shopping. <laughs> and I love shopping. And I love shopping. And I love shoes. And I love chocolate. <laughs> and it goes just like this. Us. We take another sip of whatever pleases us It's constant The feeling We get around every lesson it teaches us Cut loose when opportunity seizes us It's constant The feeling I'm light as a feather This was made for my pleasure And I welcome The feeling
It's got a really cool, like, early 80s kind of punky pop synth thing going, right? Yeah, the, the bass line and, uh, yeah, the synth is very early 80s pogo-y. Uh-huh. I but like that. It's cool that young people are doing that, right? Yes. I mean, come on. I love it. I love stuff like that. I love shopping. I love shopping. I love shows. Uh, yeah, I'm I glad you like that. But I it's can't kinda... wait to see the video because I I, I do want to see what I'm looking at. Yeah, um, but I think it is. I almost did a whole once I realized she was in the other bands. I almost did a thing just on her because I think it's they're all putting out stuff all right now. She's busy. Uh, so where is she from? She is. Uh, most of the time it says she's from London, but they but her bands are usually from Glasgow. Yeah, that's what so, I'm seeing. So they'll they'll win a lot of like Scottish album of the year or new band of the, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think yeah, she's from London, but everybody else is kind of yeah. based in Glasgow. So she must live there, but she's from yeah. But pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a great start for you. I thought you'd like that. Look at you. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, man. I normally don't do new music, so it's nerve-wracking. I know. It's so... I mean, you're just really putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't know if you have anything further to say about that. Not really. But I did want to use this time <laughs> to open some viewer mail. It's been a while since we've done this. Should I have a sound effect for that? If you can find one. What would what would sound that sound a, sound like? Sound effect goes here. Well, what what is an opening viewer mail sound effect? Um, I don't know. Just like a, like a a whoosh and then a resolve, like whoosh. 
Cool. I'll do that. Or I'll just sample, or just sample what that. you just did. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, so we don't have any uh, fun email. Let me double check on that. Uh, by the way, if you would like to email us, it is htlpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing worth noting there. Um, but we do have several new... Uh, reviews on the iTunes. Perfect. And uh, would like to uh, give these fine folks credit and also uh, see if you agree with what they wrote. Uh, Chelsea Pod, or Chelsea J Pod writes, entertaining podcast. I love listening to Dave and Toby inform and entertain their listeners about my favorite topic, music. And you can learn about a wide variety of beers. These guys have awesome stories and experiences with some of my favorite musicians and venues. HTWOW rocks my socks. Wow. See? I do agree with everything she said. Uh, Mike Johnston 12 writes beer and music talk. I like beer and 80s synth pop. So drunken talk about the cure, Depeche Mode, or New Order is good listening. Throw in Toby's extensively researched book reports and Dave's <laughs> bragging montage of European travels. And you have high quality entertainment. Uh, you are a little bit more high tea than me. I know. To me, uh, what took it over the top uh, was the Dua Lipa and St. Vincent taking over the world discussion. Yeah. Epic broadcasting. Uh, looking forward to the boat to boat broadcast from Possum Kingdom. Keep up the good work, boys. Yeah, yeah maybe one day if somebody has a, a boat out at Possum Kingdom, we can do a show from there this summer. I'm already into that. Uh, it would be great to do boat to boat HD Wow. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, Heloise Hints writes, they good. Love Davy and <laughs> Davy and Toby. Gr uh, great podcast for discovering new music and learning about uh, new drink ideas. Next time you're out with the guys, ask your bartender for a bloody pants. And he'll know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, and uh, well, I don't know why he chose this random scream name, but. Uh, this is from Manny. Manny actually wrote us a review because <laughs> he told me he would. Uh, if you want to discover music that you may have never thought to listen to, but you do and suddenly you love it and it changes your perspective, listen to this and have a few drinks with them along the way for fun stories. So, Did he really write that? He really did. He took time out of his unemployed day to write that for us. That's super nice. I know. And he also became a patron. Can you believe that? You're joking. Like, he, he paid to become a patron. Because <laughs> he knows that we're going to talk about him. I know. That, that's the only reason he's subscribing, because he wants to hear his name. I know. Um, and then I also and wants wanted to... make to, sure that we're just not totally ruining his whole existence. Right. And I also wanted to um, read this, um, because it really, it, it really hit me right in the feels. Um, maybe not in the best way, but... When I uh, posted the January episode on the Facebook, uh -huh. um, you know, I usually throw a few dollars at a Facebook ad. You know, I'll, I'll promote the post. Okay. Because otherwise no one ever sees it because of Facebook's stupid algorithm. So right. unless you pay them, no one will know that you exist. And so, um, you know, I just... Uh, every time I put it out, I throw a few dollars at a Facebook ad just so people will see it. And we got a comment from uh, a guy on Facebook named Ben. Ben. 
and he said, saw this ad, gave the most recent episode a listen. I'm at the 55 minute mark and they've only barely started listening to the second track. Most of the podcast is just the two hosts bantering and promoting their paid content. Lots of fluff, not much substance. I did really enjoy when they're actually talking about the music, learned a lot about Slow Dive and loved hearing their takes on their Discog and the new album. Just please cut the fluff. And I posted a screen grab of this uh-huh. on the Twitter. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm in the Twitter echo chamber of all of our most devout fans. And so they were like, no, no, you got to keep the fluff. The fluff <laughs> is why we listen. But I do think that uh, we need to strike a maybe a little bit better balance because um, not everyone lives in Dallas. Not everyone uh, yeah. knows our backstories. Not everyone wants to hear all of the details of our lives. So um, that's why I wanted to try and uh, keep the momentum going on this pod and see if it helps. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll, you know still, still, uh, we'll still tell plenty of dumb stories. No doubt about it, but we do, you know, I've mentioned it before. Sometimes it takes us a long time to get to the jams, but that's okay. What are we supposed to do? I mean, it's not like we're recording to four track and we're going to run out of tape. <laughs> well, we'll see what so, happens. So, you know, we just, uh, we do what we want, but I do, I do hear you, I Ben. Appreci- I do hear you, Ben. It. I hope you made it to the end of the episode. I hope you're listening now, and I hope that you understand that we heard you, and we are taking your feedback to heart, and we want to make a better product for you, Ben, and all of our podcast listeners. Thank you for even bothering to uh, punch us up. It means a lot. It really does. Ben. Okay. Um... So I'll stop promoting stuff now. <laughs> and let's get to my next jam. Jam. Um, do you know a dude named Dan Deacon? No. All right. So he is from Baltimore. And um, he has uh, been putting out albums since the early aughts. Um, I guess his, his first... Uh, proper full-length album came out in 2007. Okay. And he just put out his um, fifth full-length record. Fifth! Fifth. And so he is kind of a one-man show uh, electronic composer, performer. Uh, He's kind of on the, the psychedelic tip, if you will. Sure. Um, you know, maybe relating to things that we've played in the past, he maybe, um, is in a similar bucket with like caribou, you know, I like a caribou. Um, but he has, uh, kind of put himself out there more than ever before on his new album, which, uh, came out, uh, just at the end of January on the 31st. It's called Mystic Familiar, Mm. and it's getting lots of great press and lots of buzz, and I guess the way it's different and the way he's kind of putting himself out there more than usual is that he's actually singing on this one. Oh, he doesn't... Okay. Like, all of his previous stuff, uh, there's, like, uh, real, like, uh, 
chopped up or pitched up vocals or you know samples whatever mm -hmm. but he actually i mean it's very affected you know he's got a lot of filters and whatnot on his voice but he actually is singing which you know is not necessarily his strong suit or what he wants to do but he decided that uh he had things to say on this record mm -hmm. and um it's really quite good um it's one of those that you kind of have to listen to uh, front to cover. <laughs> that, uh, especially like the middle third, it's like uh, it's four different songs that are four movements of the same song, if that makes sense. God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they all kind of bleed together and they all are kind of uh, a small part of a larger whole. Um, intense. Uh, but I'm playing, I guess, the most uh, concise single in my mind from the record. And it's, uh, it's kind of third from the end. It's a song called Fell Into the Ocean. Mm -hmm. And um, How'd you come across this? Well, I, I have uh, one of his previous albums in, in my iTunes. And I was familiar with him, but I've never really listened to him all that much. Mm -hmm. uh, but like I said, there's, there's just a lot of positive press about this latest record and so i really sat down and gave it a chance i mean he's only 38 years old so um you know he's still relatively young um even though he's been doing this for a while and i guess the the part of it that uh i hope to catch him live because it, his live show is probably the the main part of his appeal for his mega fans mm -hmm. that um he really has like a audience participation and kind of uh an interactive show that really gets people involved and gets people psyched up and you know it's just it sounds like it's a really fun party to go to a dan deacon show so okay. i'm interested and in, uh you know i'll see if he's coming anywhere close but let's go ahead and uh give a listen i really like this tune it's not like um it's not like the, a punch you in the face uh kind of electronic jam it's a little moodier but it's also fun and i hope you like it it's called fell into the ocean on ht wow
It's really nice. It's very profesh. Yeah. Um. I wonder what his deal is. What? So he normally doesn't sing? No. I, well, I mean, if he sings, it's it's heavily processed and manipulated. Yeah. He's got a cool voice. Yeah. I mean, and uh, so I mentioned I was going to check out his his tour situation. He's doing a full, a a girthy full <laughs> Texas run. So he will be at White Oak Music Hall in Houston. I still haven't been there, but everyone says it's great. Uh, that's on March 5th. Yep. Uh, March 6th, he's at Paper Tiger in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic. On the 7th, he is in Austin at the Scoot Inn. Do you know? I don't know the Scoot Inn. I don't think I know the Scoot Inn. Uh, and then Dallas on March 8th. At Deep Ellum Art Company, which oh, is yeah. where I saw um, uh, Drab Majesty. Yeah. Great venue. I finally get to play there coming up. Deep Ellum Art Company? Yeah, with the Taylor Young Band. Nice. Um, you know he's got a new record coming out. Can I plug it? I mean, I guess because you're on it, not because he's on it. Good. And well, no- <laughs> has nothing to do with him. Um, but yeah, there's a Dada show. February 20-something. TaylorYoungBand.org? Man, I wish it was a .org. That'd be cool. (laughs) I'm just saying it that way so people will go to the wrong thing and go, well, Mm, can't find it. Can't find it. Jokes for him. Let me get the date, though, right? Hold on. February 28th. Well, hopefully this comes out before then. Yeah, vinyl release for Taylor Young. Yeah, I signed up. I've committed to buy a vinyl, even though I don't want it. You do want it. You already know all the songs on it. I know. He brought it over. <coughs> he brought over the uh, the vinyl master. Oh yeah, and your thing is it's fast. Yeah, he wanted to listen to it on a different turntable than his own home. Mm-hmm. And so I have two options, and neither of them are good because <laughs> uh, we played it on uh, you know my kind of uh, cheap Audio Technica. Uh, automatic turntable. Okay. And yeah, that one was like, uh, it was like two BPM too fast. How did you check it? Uh, he had some app that he, you know, we took the record off and he put the uh, the phone on the uh, turntable and it measures You're how fast me. the disc is turning. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's supposed to be 33 and a third and it was like 35. Well, with like Depeche Mode, it doesn't matter. Right, but his vocal sounded a little. He thought it sounded pitchy. God, yeah, he's so obsessed. I know. He's, he's uh, going. I'm telling you, he's slightly going crazy. I know he is going crazy. And then we listened to it on my my vintage solid state, uh, you know, cabinet. Yeah, yeah, and that's what he has. Yeah, it's like a '70s uh, cabinet with the flip top and the turntable and stuff inside. Is it a silver tone? No, okay. it's a. It's I think it's a. Samsung, really? Yeah, it's, it's something weird. Huh. Uh, but I, I, you know, I bought it off the internet, and I think the dude that uh, I bought it from uh, wired it janky, and so it's not in stereo. It's like two left channels. That's messed up. So like the left channel comes out of the left channel, and then the left channel also comes out of the right channel. This isn't the one we tried to fix years ago. No. I got rid of that one and got another one, and I got another bum. Oh, God. <laughs> bum one. Anyways, 
Um, but yeah, even though my uh, turntable situation is hot garbage, uh, <laughs> the album sounds great. It sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it the sequencing is great. Uh, sounds awesome. It's cool. Can't, can't wait to hear it. Good for Taylor. We gave him a little shout out. He deserves it. He's on it every episode. Yeah, whatever. I know. I know you hate it, but... Just cut it out. You also secretly love him. He's my he's my rival for your attention. I know. We we did an interview today with the Observer, and I was like, I gotta get off here in a minute, bro. And he was just like, What's going on? I was like, Dave's coming. He's like, Why does Dave always ruin my everything that I do? <laughs> did you get a plug in for HT Wow and the Observer? <laughs> no, the guy wasn't on there. And besides, Taylor would have jumped. He would have completely taken me out of the conversation if I would have mentioned it. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to slam the rest of um, this uh, Hop Rising. Yeah, we split a second. Yeah, we split a second one. So it is 9%. Goodness gracious. I'm uh, ready You're to ahead of me. Are we finishing right, this? Uh, uh, finish this off. Cut out the drinking sounds. Ah! Yeah. Right. I hope people know. I hope people appreciate that I do take out all of the... Ah! No, and the... The gargle of all the drinking and all the. I take out all the awful drinking noises, and that's. It's it's for people who are listening over headphones. For your listening pleasure. Right. I mean, if you're wearing uh, earbuds or earpods, you you don't want to hear us like uh, throat belching oh, God. in so your ears. Disgusting. I hate it. All right. I am going to set down my headphones, and I am going to. Walk the three steps over to the Good Friend Package Cooler to reveal beer number Did two. Did you know there's some cold ones? At the bottom. At the bottom. At the bottom. Bottom. Mm-hmm. Bottom. God. Why is it so loud? It's insane. Did you see all the red marks on that thing? I slammed it on purpose. I know, that's when the fire almost started, right then. Here you go. I don't know if you want to can this or if you want to drink it out of your pint glass. Oh my goodness, what is this? We are dipping our toes into sours. This is from Destile Brewery. Um... Do you see is... what's in this? Where the hell is this from? Oh, you Can want you me to read look? it? Yeah, hold on. That's still brewery from Normal, Illinois. Okay. And so uh, this is uh, Matt's favorite sour. It's a blueberry gose. Okay, that's how you say that. Our that's how he's. Is... That's how he said it. And so, so I'm just. Uh, at least I think I remember that that's what he said. I always am, I'm never confident, like when you're at a bar and you want to order I know. a gose, like is is it a goose or a ghost or a gose, mm-hmm. but evidently it's a gose. So this is Destile Brewery Wild Sour Series Blueberry Gose, mm-hmm. and uh, it's brewed with blueberries, coriander, and sea salt. You know, it's... A combination that's destined to be together. Uh, It's only a 5.2, so that's why we're drinking it second. So we've done that for you. 
with Are our you edition scared? of Gose. The Are blueberries added another layer of fruity complexity to this sour ale already known for its taut citrusy qualities while still balanced by the spicy character of coriander and a mineral mouthfeel. <laughs> God, that is a terrible word. Mouthfeel. I hate mouthfeel. Yeah, mouth uh, that's like that's like umami. Yeah, from French sea salt. Oh, it's French sea salt. Cheers! Exclamation mark. Support. Oh, flavor boycott bland. I see what they did. Uh huh. It's a political statement. Yes. All right, I'm into this. Um, I am drinking it straight out the can, and it's delicious. The, uh, you know, the, like the, I don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't necessarily taste the coriander. I don't even know what coriander is supposed to taste like, but uh, the sea salt is very subtle and kind of takes a little bit of the sweetness of the blueberry away. You know, I feel this hints of, I'm kidding, I haven't even had it yet. Man, that's awesome. We also have a uh, a uh, Destile Brewery White Wild Sour Series Cranberry that we can taste on the After Dark if you'd oh, like. Oh, he gave you an extra? Uh-huh. Man, they're so great. I know. He gave me some uh, St. Arnold Ciders for the After Dark, but we also have the Cranberry Gose. Mm -hmm. He's not drinking right now, so he's just giving yeah, them he's away. Yeah, like, you can take whatever you want. Take whatever. Man, good friend. Once good again. friend. Cheers! Did you taste it? Are you into it? First sip. Oh! That's different than what I thought it was going to be. I'm not... Do you normally drink... A, do you, what's your experience with sours? Uh, Marissa and I are on a sour kick. Oh, so you are you were ready for this. Yeah, well, I, she asked me to request it so she could get some of our sloppy seconds. <sighs> Yeah, we do still have beers in the fridge from like. <laughs> oh, I'll take these last home. Last year, I'll take these home. Um, um, this is good though. It, hey man, man, little pep in your stash. Yeah, yeah. No pep it up. What is coriander? Little, what is a coriander? A little bubble in my throat. What's coriander look like? Uh, it, aren't they little berries? I wanted to say that they look like little pebbles. Yeah, kind of like uh, like peppercorns. Are we supposed to look that up? Uh, I guess I can. Yeah, look up what a coriander. Coriander. That was what was in my head, so I'm glad you said that. Coriander oh. is a spice produced from the round, tan-colored seeds of the coriander plant, which is a member of the parsley family. Mm, that's where I was thinking. I was thinking, yes. But yeah, they look like uh, they look like pine nuts. Okay. 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 You. Um, coriander. But yeah, if you are um, Mr. Casual Beer Drinker listening to this pod and you're like a sour, a gose, uh, a blueberry beer, this all sounds terrible. Let me tell you, just as a change of pace, much like the cider is something exciting and refreshing. It is nice at the end of the night. This, uh, it's just a good curveball to have in your repertoire i get it like you it just it's sometimes you don't want uh another ipa mm -hmm. sometimes you don't want another american lager sometimes you want something other than uh you know your tentpole mexican beer that you always get 
What's tent pole mean? Uh, just, you know, your standard. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if I was in Top Gun, I would be Goose. Goose? I would be, instead of the goose. Uh-huh. You'd be the blueberry Goose? No, just Goose. I feel like it would have changed the movie. It would have. Instead of that dude, it'd be me, but as a fancier. Right, as high T. <laughs> a high T Goose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not that it, the movie didn't do well. It seems to have it seemed it seemed like it did pretty good. But I'm just taking it next level. Yeah. I feel like if you were in Top Gun, uh-huh, and you were Gose, yeah, that you would be sitting in the back and you would have somebody else flying for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they they had to fly their own planes. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I already don't want to see it. You know, I've never seen it all the way through. Top Gun? Yeah, I hate Tom Cruise. Is that okay? That's okay. It's fine. I like Tom Cruise. I don't... I mean, the whole Scientology thing. And, oh, it has nothing to do with that. I and, hated him since Risky Business. I, I can't stand him. Really? I don't know what it is. There's some... I, I liked him in All the Right Moves. You remember that? When he was a, like a high school football player? Yeah, no, I didn't like him in that either. There's something about him. I don't know what it is. I hate him. What about the Mission Impossibles? I've never seen any of his Mission Impossibles. What? Dude, I've never seen Titanic. I, I don't see things. I saw Star Wars. That's it. And obviously... Uh, do we need to talk about... Dr. Doolittle. Do we need to talk about Last Skywalker later? <laughs> or would you save it for the After Dark? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Whatever. I, I'm just... I'm trying to make conversation with you. I know, you. you're riffing. I, I, okay, so for those of you who are ticket listeners, uh, stay tuned because after this next song, oh, we yeah. will get into the most controversial, um, incredibly divisive lineup change that has shook every P1 to the core. And so we'll talk about that and my small role in it. Uh, but right now, let's go ahead and get to Toby's next jam, which is also new. It is new. The All of them are new. But um, we had to make a decision on this one. This one was the decision song. The last one I knew I'm playing for sure. Right. And, and I helped you decide. And so the one that we did not choose is going to be played on the After Dark. Mm -hmm. But um, let's go ahead and say it. Yeah. It's Omni? a band called Omni. And I have no idea who they are. Man, you're going to like it. You played it's, me a little snippet, and I did like it, although it was... Uh, it's like a quirky Devo... It was a little lo-fi. Uh, the, the, the cool thing, it, it's weird that you said that. All their videos are super lo-fi, like they did it with a VHS recorder from like 82. Right. You know, one of the massive... It ones. has the date stamp in the corner. Yeah, um, but they didn't even... I mean, it, like they look terrible in it. And it's, you know... Okay. I think they're from Atlanta, but they're on Sub Pop, you know? Yeah. And I think Wolf uh, Wolf Parade's on Sub Pop, aren't they? I think. Um, yeah, Wolf Parade was the other one, and Wolf Parade were on my short list of things that I was thinking about playing, and so I was so like, well, you, that'd be awesome if you played that. Well, did you have the song that you were going to play? I mean, do you know what it is? Do I don't know which song you're going to play, no. No, uh, I'm going to play Against the Day. Uh, that's a great one. I was wondering if you knew what that was already. No. Okay. Um, so you do know this song or you don't know it? This is from the new record, right? Yes. Should be. 
Unless I'm crazy. I know it's on the new one. Yeah, no, it, it's track nine on the new one. Okay, good. And yeah, I think, you know, I haven't spent a ton of time with this record, but I know that that was a song. You know how when you listen to stuff digitally, whether it's on your phone or on your computer, and it's just like in the background, mm-hmm. and then every once in a while, You'll hear something and you will walk over to your laptop or you will pick up your phone because you're like, what is the name of this? I want to remember this song Mm -hmm. because this song is better than the songs that I've been hearing before this. And I want to hear this song again. Is this the song? Yes. Against, against, Against the Day is the one song off of this new Wolf Parade record that... I was listening in my car or in my bedroom or whatever, and I picked it up and I was like, yes, against the day, I need to remember this. It's funny you said that because I got this off of, you know, the Sirius XM, whatever. There's XMU, there's the college station. Yeah. I yeah, it's my it's, phone. It's either it's either XMU or First Wave. That's, right. That's I all go that, back and forth yeah, that's between all you 35 need. and 33 or whatever. Subscribe or, to whatever. it all, but just those two channels. It's, that's all you need. So... I uh, when it came on picture from my phone. What is this? Oh, it's freaking old. And then bam, took a picture of both of them, so I could remember it. But um, and you know how I am about. I would have normally, because of the name of the band, you know I don't like animal names. Right. We had this whole conversation because I played a Wolf Parade song about eighteen months ago. I know. From their last record. But like the Omni Band, their new guitar player. He's from Deer Hunter. Yeah, anything with an animal, you're you're some reason I don't know what it is. Even though they're all fine, but you're all, predisposed to not like it. I don't know why. I don't even know the 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 animal name band that I hate. I don't even know who that is. But I think just so many bands started naming bear verse whatever and uh-huh. all those grizzly whoever they are. Yes. Um, it started to bug me. So anyone that named their thing after an animal, I wouldn't have given it a chance. But that's why it's cool. It comes on. You like it. Then you go, who is this? And you hit the artist thing on there and you're like, oh, it's Wolf Oh, Parade. damn. You're like, it's oh, good. it's Wolf Parade. It's good. I mean, it could be a worse name. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Parade, also Canadian. Uh, that just was the like, other thing I was going to say. Just like Destroyer. We have our French shows. <laughs> <laughs> Today's more of a Canadian kind Uh-huh. Love um, it. Love it. Well, right, let's play it because, man, you know, this my, one... my next song uh, is by a band that is also Canadian. Oh what, do you, what do you know? How do we actually. So, uh, did the Canades, is this their month to put stuff on? I guess. All right. I guess. So, let's play this. Uh, as far as their other songs, they have another one called Forest in the Green or Green Forest or something. Um, a couple of other. You know, I'm not sure I'm into everything, but boy, this one is right up our. I think you liked this one for a reason. Yes, the the keyboard line in this one is wonderful. Yeah, and I checked Top the vi- notch. I checked the video out later. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. All right. All right. Here we go. Wolf Parade against the day.
Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, that is really good. So I'm glad that's the one that you Yeah. You if I was well. gonna if I was gonna play a Wolf Parade song, that was gonna be the one. It is good. I mean I'm not I gotta say, I'm not too sure about the rest of their catalog or anything like that. I, they I'm a fan. I, I've seen them live a couple of times and I have I guess pretty much everything they've put out. They and, uh Granada band, where'd you see them? Uh, well, I saw them um, at ACL. Like I saw them at like a festival situation. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever. I think I've seen them twice in that kind of environment. I don't think I've ever seen them headline a show at a club, which would be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so what I was gonna say uh, as we were listening to that, and I decided I'd just tell you now. <laughs> um, you know, so they have a lot of side projects, this uh, Wolf Parade, because um, they kind of went away for a while. Let's see. Um, yeah, so Expo 86 came out in 2010, and then Cry, 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 which is the album that I played something off of, came out in 2017. Mm -hmm. So they went seven years without uh, a record, and then only three years since the last one. Um, well, the Canade's like a side project. Yes. And so, um, so here are some of their um, side projects. So I think I've mentioned this before, Divine Fits, mm -hmm. you know, with the, uh, the Spoon guy. Oh, that makes total sense. I didn't know he was in that. Uh, what's his name? Brett something or other? Um, Brett, Brit Daniel. Brit. Brit Daniel. Um, he should go by Brett. Uh, also, uh, Sunset Rubdown is another one of their side projects. Handsome Furs is one of their uh, side projects. But the one that I was going to bring up was uh, Operators. I played a, a song from Operators on an After Dark not too long ago. Okay. It was one of those, remember I had Davey's uh, After Dark Clearinghouse or whatever? <laughs> I had a bunch of stuff that had come out over <laughs> oh, the summer. Like when you and Crick and Dale were over there, and y'all like what? No, 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 no. It was. Uh, it was, I think it was maybe. It was maybe like the August or September. No, it was like the August after dark. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just had a bunch of stuff that I just needed to clean the pipes. Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of stuff that I liked, but I didn't like enough to play on the regular pod, and so. I played it on the After Dark, and, and Operators was one of those. So, yeah, you got to get it out. Yeah, so uh, Dan uh, Beckner, which is one of the three members of uh, Wolf Parade, is the main dude from Operators. And so, but Operators is like a synth pop thing. I am your operator. Anyways, so that's, that's, what, that's obviously that's a, what I wanted to tell you. That's a nod. It doesn't to, matter. It's a nod to Kraftwerk. Operators. Don't you think? It has to be. It's gotta be. Um, but yeah, that last Operator's record was great. And um, from what I've heard of this Wolf Parade... Uh, Wolf Parade? From what I've heard of this Wolf Parade record, it's good. And I, you definitely picked the best one, though. I think so, too. And w I checked out a few others, and I like them. But boy, that one stands out. It really does. Okay, before we get to my final jam, let's go ahead and... Jam. Uh, talk about the elephant in the room uh you know i hate to date podcasts as we record them but we are actually recording this pod 
on the day that the ticket announcement was made. Big day. On the uh, replacement for Mike Reiner on the hard line. And if you... There, there is no replacing. Well, no, there's no replacing, but... But someone had to do it. Yeah, you have to evolve. Things must change. Uh, time is a flat circle and all of those cliches. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, is time, time is a flat circle? Is that a cliche? <laughs> That's from True Detective. Okay. Season one, bro. Mm-hmm. That was the best one. It was. Um, so if you happen to be a listener of HTWOW that has no idea what the ticket is, I can't imagine that there are too many, but if like Marble Arch is listening right now... Yeah, they have no idea what the I'm sure they've is. punched out by now, but... Even though if you're in France, you can listen to the ticket on a sweater. Yes, or via the DFW Sports Day app. Yes. Um, yeah, so if you, for whatever reason, don't know what the ticket is, the ticket is the uh, sports radio station in uh, Dallas that uh, is legendary. The award-winning. It's, uh, it's the best station in the world, and I have been a small part of that almost from the beginning. I started working there as a weekend overnight board op in the summer of 94. Oh my goodness, really? And, and it came on the air in January of 94. Wow. So I I was, within the first six months, I was working there. You are definitely part of the fabric of what is the ticket. Everyone knows Gen X Davy. Right. That is a... Um, Thank you for knowing that. You are a staple. And so, um, long story short, the man who invented the station, the man who made everything possible, Mike Reiner. He's a Hall of Famer. He is a Texas Radio Hall of Famer. Uh, he's a legend. He decided after 25 years that he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. And so he kept it on the down low and he went to uh, Christmas break God. and then never came back. It was so... Uh like him to do it that way yeah and to not have to sit there through episode you know every single day having to hear everyone gush right do all this stuff he did it and never came back but he did get to as soon as it became public knowledge after the holiday break was over Mm -hmm. and it was announced and he had like a youtube video Mm -hmm. uh and it was announced on the radio station walk might have been a little too long yeah, yeah. The walk, the walk, <laughs> could have been cut down. They could have edited that a um, little bit, but I get it. But he had uh, an incredible victory lap. Uh, oh, he man. he uh, he got to hear it from so many people, and I know that he was gobsmacked with all of the people that reached out and had something to say about his influence over their life and their career and. You know, we don't need to I know, go but, over all of that yeah, again. Yeah, but, but it is weird. Something with a radio thing that you listen to every day, when it's taken from you, it's a little shocking. Yeah, and I heard somebody talking about this the other day, and I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about, you know, because the, the joke is, you know, they've, they've made the joke several times on the ticket, like, you know, well, when Mike died... <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 yeah, he's yeah. not dead. He's he just retired. Dead. Yeah. But somebody 
who you know is involved in the station but not on a day-to-day basis I, I don't know if it was razor or somebody that was a guest they were like you know well, yeah he's not dead but it's almost like he's dead to me because i'm used to hearing him every, every day day and so i know he's still alive i know he's ha- living his best life but i don't get to hear him every day and what and after why today doesn't suck in that commercial break right then, when Ryan, when he's not there, giving the full list down, you know. Yeah, his, you know, his, that his thing, standard hardline open. That open is, for some reason, really comforting. Yeah. And when it's gone, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, so when uh, it hit everyone totally by surprise. And so, you know, through the course of this conversation, uh, you know, I'm going to try to pull back the curtain a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I want to know, I want to know too, because you were, are lucky enough to have been in the running or fill in during Mike's absence. So right. you, you're really getting to see what's going on right here. Yeah, so I certainly do not have a pipeline into the inner workings of the ticket because I am, even though I know those guys and I fill in from time to time. I'm still an outsider. And so I just, I'm, I'm on a need to know basis. <laughs> and so I, there are many things that I have learned. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to pull it back, but not all the way, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, there's things that, that no one I, wants that to I, see everything. There's things that I know that I am not going to necessarily bring to the pod, but I do want to kind of talk about the, the, the process and, just the the roller coaster that it's been for everyone whether you are an employee of the station or a listener for the last six weeks danny and corby must have been freaking out yes okay so that's the thing is that mike knew before he went into christmas vacation before he went to dry dock Mm -hmm. he knew he wasn't coming back and i think the only people that knew at that time uh, were the program director Jeff Catlin mm-hmm. and the general manager Dan Bennett? Okay, so Cat. So it was, a, it was a very and, yeah. small circle of trust, mm-hmm. and so then uh, the guys that Mike has done the show with for you know the last twenty years, uh, at least you know. Both of those guys have been involved in the hard line. They were in the room. They were in the room for a mm-hmm. long time. But it, over the last 10 years, it really has been a three-man show mm-hmm. between Mike and Corby and Danny. And so Corby and Danny didn't find out that Mike wasn't coming back until the week before they were supposed to come back. Oh, my God. And so they... So they knew before the video came out. They knew before the video came out which came out on uh, like the Monday after New Year's. Mm -hmm. They knew before the video came out, but they had no idea what was going to happen next. Right. They just knew that Mike wasn't coming back. And and kudos to Mike for just going out on his terms and, you know, not waiting for... You know, it's very uh, like a very John Elway type dismount, you know, because John Elway could have come back for another season or two with the Broncos and maybe eventually they would have had to bench him or cut him but he went out as a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. And 
Mike went out as uh, epic the all time Hall of Famer ticket godfather. The ticket is on top. Yes, the ticket is still on top, and he is riding off into the sunset. And he's not. It's not like part of a contract impasse, mm-hmm. or he's not being like let out to pasture. He's making this call on his own, and more power to him. And so. The big question is, what the hell is going to happen next? And so, I guess we can talk about all of that after my tune, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, and we and we can you can ask me questions and we can kind of kick it around. But uh, I I want to get into kind of what was going through my mind at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what has happened over the last month, and then the news that came down today. And so we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I wanted to play my yeah. last tune. And so, as I said, this is the furthest out on the limb uh, that I'm going to get today. Um, Destroyer, you know, still singer-songwriter, but just with electronic uh, overtones. Then Dan Deacon, more uh, experimental, uh, you know, more electronic. Yeah. Uh, this one... I don't even know what to say. I don't even know. <laughs> so this is the one you're worried about the most. This is the one that I was like, is this just for me or are other people going to think this is cool? Okay. All right. So have you ever heard of a band called Holy Fuck? No. <laughs> no, I have not. <clears throat> All right. Well, Holy Fuck are a band from Toronto. I mentioned that they were also God. They were also Canadian. And so they have been around since oh gosh uh their first record came out in 2005 Mm. holy fuck has not come up on the kids bop (laughs) no um and uh, they just put out their fifth record which is called deleter and um i don't know the best way i can describe holy fuck and what they do um it's kind of It's kind of a cross between uh, LCD sound system and, I don't know, like a jam band. It says it's featuring somebody. Are you about to get to that? I'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so there's, let's see, well, there's only four dudes in the band. They have a number of former members. Um but they they kind of make their own uh, equipment. They make their own instruments. <laughs> they are are very much a DIY outfit. <laughs> and we mean they make their own equipment. They just they, they, you know they kind of uh, I don't know they they figure out how to make sounds with different stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're not just uh, using keyboards and samplers. They're they're I don't know. You know they're like they're getting a bunch of pawn shop things and kind of splicing them together. <laughs> it's it, it's hard to describe. It really is. So. <laughs> Do they have pawn shops in Canada, or do they just? I'm give sure things they do. To people like they just kind of there's right. stores that they just give stuff away. You know, like instead of trying to resell, they're just like, well, no one wanted it, so you could just. Right. Yeah. That they, uh, 
they have trucks that pick up old keyboards yeah. and deliver them to musicians. <laughs> deliver them to musicians. And you know, like in Canada, I bet every musician's like on a grant. Yeah. Like you know that they're all Yeah, they all have the best health care. And they all eat and they, food and yeah, stuff. And they're all on government grants. Mm-hmm. Um so I saw Holy Fuck <laughs> um in two thousand eight. This is like that band um that's actually pretty good named Starfucker. Yes. And you're just like, Really? Do we have to do this? Can you just be called Steve? No, they're, they're called Holy Fuck. And um, I saw them in 2008 when I went to uh, the UK and I saw them open up for Blonde Redhead. And you travel. I know. Put that in my bragging montage. I like that. I like that. You're like Dave Steves. Are you familiar with uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire? Yeah, of course. So they played uh, at Shepherd's Bush Empire with Blonde Redhead, which is... Um, kind of, uh, in a northwest suburb of London. It was a really long train ride I remember taking out to this show. Cool, cool place. It is a cool place. It's a very old, uh, really English-looking theater. Um, but Holy Fuck was the opener, and I... I didn't know that much about them at the time, but I was blown away. Blown away. And so what they do is, you know, they're electronic music, but everything is live instrumentation or at least triggered live. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, they're not playing tracks. No, no, no. They're, they're not looping shit. They, everybody on stage or in the studio has a job and they're triggering shit live. They're playing shit live. I think that's the best way still. And, uh, you know, it, like I said, it, that makes it kind of jammier than your traditional kind of electronic music, which is very structured. And there and, might and be a mistake. Yeah, there might which be, is okay. there might be some mistakes like in there. And so, uh, yes, this is off of their new record called The Leader. It's the first song off the record, and uh, it features a guest vocal. You know, that they, like I was saying with Dan Deacon, they don't um, do a whole lot of vocals on their tracks. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just instrumental or, you know, very uh, uh, subliminal vocals. Uh, this album, they have a bit more in the way of vocals, but um, they're different in that the, the vocals are samples or the vocals are kind of uh, their own instrument and not like, a, you know, a typical vocal line like verse, chorus, verse or whatever. Right, right. Um, but the guy that they have uh, doing the vocals on this first track is uh, a guy that we are familiar with on the pod, <laughs> Alexis Taylor. Remember okay. that name? No, what's that from? He is the kind of the more uh, gay sounding guy from Hot Chip. Oh, okay. Remember, there's two guys that do the vocals in Hot Chip. Is Hot Chip Canadian? No, Hot Chip or English. Okay. Um, but Alexis Taylor is the kind of, uh, you know, the more fey vocalist from Hot Chip. And so he lends the vocals to this hot, holy fuck jam. And it's called Lux. And I hope everyone likes it because I freaking love this song. It makes me want to put my fist through the dashboard. And it's next on HD Wow. (laughs) 
How do you feel about that? Did I did I succeed or fail? Man, that is great. It is like um, like I was saying, it has a lot of Depeche Mode qualities of like, you know, at the end, yeah. just throw the kitchen like put it all in there. But yeah. it also has a DJ. Yeah, and that's what I forgot about when I was trying to come up with the comparisons. Um, it's it's like LCD sound system as far as like the the vintage sounds and like the the live to tape feel of it mm-hmm. mixed with 808 state. Yeah, it definitely like you can if he's not a DJ, uh, pe- DJs use this. Right. You know what I mean. This is part of a show, no doubt about it. Yeah, and uh, the whole record is good. Like I said, I, I I'm not hugely familiar with their back catalog. I have a couple of things in my iTunes, and I saw them a million years ago. Uh, but this new record is the best thing they've ever put out, and I definitely will pick another jam to play on the After Dark. And you were just, saying they are like it. a, it's not just a dude, they are like a four-piece or something? Yeah, it's a four-piece, and um, I swear they had six, like six dudes on stage when I saw them uh, like 10 years ago or 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, everybody's doing shit. You know, it's like uh, you know, like if you see uh, Radiohead when they do like their kind of kid A stuff. Yeah. And uh, you gotta have people. And the the uh, the main guitar to guitar dude, Jesus. Their the, ma- guitar the, ma- to- the guitar dude. The guitar dude. That is the the worst character on Star Wars. Uh, Johnny Greenwood has like his his patch bay, and he's you know looping, yeah. he's looping shit live, and none he's, of that you know, stuff's working. And you just you know, mm-hmm. you're just a hater. Mm-mm. I'm sure it's working. I'm just kidding. They can afford the one that works. The right. one that works. Yeah, they actually have that. But I'm just saying that uh, when it's live, it's fascinating to watch because uh, they're all doing stuff. It's cool. I I uh, I can see that just being in just mind like intense if they're doing that and it's loud and proud. Yes. Um. That's cool. Um. I, I'm I'm checking to see if they are coming to Texas anytime soon. Cool. Should I ask you about some ticket stuff? I have a couple of questions. Nothing crazy. I mean, we don't need to get back into it too much. Well, I, I the reveal I, is up. Bob is yeah, going well, to be uh, I, where I left off was like right after the announcement. So I do want to kind of talk about uh, the fallout of the next few weeks, and then you can ask me about um, the uh, the announcement today and whatever. What 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 is the fallout of the next couple of weeks? Like, what do you mean? It seems to be like exactly what they were saying today. When they do the white rabbit, like when they are the white elephant, white elephant, white, <laughs> white rabbit. rabbit. When they do the white elephant thing, everyone does get along. Like you don't miss anything. When it's the normal guys from the ticket, you don't get m- mad when they're on each other's shows or anything. Like yeah. it does really cross over extremely well. The thing is, and this is the reason why I thought you were gonna fit in so good. And why you fit in so good every time you fill in on the hard line is Corby is Corby, and he he has his funny, and he is sportsy, halfway sportsy. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then there's Danny, and Danny is funny in his way, and he will talk some sports, 
but he is not super sportsy Danny. Right. That's not why everyone doesn't go to Danny for the sports material. <laughs> they go to him for other things. He, his his position there is for a reason that makes sense. Yes. You know, he he does need to be there. And he is a super talented musician guy that can add all this other stuff. You know what I mean? He just yeah. happens to have all these other talents and as a producer that can do things. Uh, and he's organized and very good at what he does. Where when you come in, you have the funny and you have the even more than Corby, slightly outrageous shock jock thing. Uh-huh. But you do have a lot of sports behind you. I can see that this is how when they pick Bob, that's why I thought that you had a really good shot at this because they need the sports. Yeah. I, I, in, in retrospect, it makes sense because you're removing the godfather of the station and, you know, he, he was baseball Jesus. Mm-hmm. He didn't necessarily uh, know the depth of of hockey and basketball that Bob does, but he certainly could talk football and baseball with anybody. No doubt about it. And Bob knows enough about hockey. He knows more than anyone, but more than that, when it comes down to football, he does stuff for Aikman. You know what I mean? And he writes things for the... The uh, athletic for the athletic, or he used to be Dallas Morning News. Yeah, on a sports station, Spo- on, yeah. he's the sportsiest of them all. Yeah, outside of of Norm, Bob has by far the most sports credibility of anybody on the station. So that makes sense that if you if you want, uh, you know, if your afternoon drive show is your uh, number one show, I mean, obviously the Musers are established as. Uh, you know, the best morning show in Dallas Fort Worth for 25 years, but it's just, it's kind of in talk radio afternoon drive is where it's at, right? But if you look at Craig and George, they both can bring the sports and they both can bring the funny. They have it all. And so if you look at the, uh, you know, Hardline 3.0, um, you know, you have Corby and Bob. Who can both bring the sports and who can both bring the funny? They really can. Bob, uh, Bob will Bob surprise is, you. Bob is underrated funny. So I think that it is, it's a bold experiment, and I, I hope it works. I think it will work if people are just patient and will give it a chance. But just to rewind back to the fallout of as soon as we all learned of Mike's decision. To mm-hmm. not come back. And all of you are getting calls to fill in. It's like, yeah, boom, well, boom, boom. I mean, it was weird because I knew that they were coming back that day. And so that morning, I sent a group text to Corby, Danny, and Mike. And I just said, uh, you know, hey, guys, uh, really enjoyed filling in over Dry Dock. You know, because I got to fill in with, with both of them. So there were several days... Uh, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas sure. that I either got to host with Mike or I got to host with Corby and, you know, and Danny, of course. And so, you know, I just, I, I was just sending them a note because I knew they were coming back that day and just said, Hey, really enjoyed, um, uh, 
you know, having the opportunity to, to fill in with you guys and keep me in mind anytime any of you need some time off. I would love to be your first call, you know, mm -hmm. just to fill in. Yeah, hell yeah. And then not four hours after I sent that text is the reveal that Mike is not coming back. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I, I, I text just Corby and Danny and like, what the hell? How, Wait, how when was this? This was the same day, that Monday that the announcement was made. And so I, I'm texting them and like, what is going on? And then I also sent an email to Jeff Catlin, the program director, and was just like, hey, if you need help covering shifts, in, I'm, yeah. I'm here. And so he was like, yes, uh, I, you know, can you do this Friday? I said, yes, I will do this Friday. And so that Friday is when I wore the suit. Do you remember this? That was this? good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I <laughs> I treated it as a quote-unquote job interview. And so I wore a suit and, uh, you know, took a picture. There's a big, like, fat head sticker uh -huh. of Mike's face yeah. on the wall in the studio. And so I took a picture alongside it and tweeted it out and, you know, did the fill-in with, with Corby and... Uh, you know, and it was great fun. And, but I think that wearing the suit and treating it as an actual audition, yeah, I think kind of uh, threw Catlin for a loop a little bit. Like, I think he just thought that I was just happy to, to fill, fill in yeah, yeah. and, you know, help fill the gaps until they made up their mind on what they're doing next. And so, you know, I, I popped into his office and I was like, hey, you know, I, I hope that, uh, you know, we can actually sit down and, and have a conversation about this. And he was like, yeah, he's like, you know what? Come back next week. I owe you, you know, 30 minutes of my time to sit down. So I don't think I was even in the consideration set. I, ass I asserted myself and made myself part of the consideration well, set. Well, I would have said at that point, and we've talked about this a bunch. I would say that you're doing that time almost to get on one of the other shows because of the pan picking to get on that one. The drive time slot, it's the most, you know what I mean? Oh, it was the longest of long shots for me to, I mean, I never in a million years thought I would get the job. And what I, and what I told, what I told Kat in, in our meeting is, you know, he was like, what, what would you, how would you feel about replacing a legend? And I was like, well, I don't feel like I, I don't feel like anyone can replace Mike. And honestly, I think it would be ideal to do a two for one mm -hmm. and have two new people with Corby, one of them being me, uh, and, and not having a one for one exactly. swap because, sure. you, because that's too much pressure to put on one person. So I got to do a couple of shifts. Um, Mike Saroy got to do a couple of shifts. Donovan got to do a couple of shifts. Um, Everyone did really good. Yeah, like, it didn't matter. You were great. Saroy was great. Donnie was great. Because it was like the white elephant thing. It was yeah. like there wasn't anything to it. Everything was very smooth in a weird time. But it could have been a nightmare. Yeah. And I, I, I listened to every other show that I wasn't on uh -huh. because I wanted to see how 
awkward. How yeah, yeah. you know how everybody else did, and I wanted you know I was on Twitter and the message boards gauging uh, reaction and everything, and uh, and then of course Jake got to do uh, a couple of days uh, leading up to the Super Bowl, and then he got to go to the Super Bowl and do that entire week with Corby in the afternoons. Yeah, that was a thing. And so at that point, I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be me. And so, but I, I, I didn't want to uh, just concede. And so I reached back out to Jeff Catlin mm-hmm. prior to Super Bowl week. And I was like, I know that Jake is doing uh, the entire week next week. Let me know. Uh, if you need coverage after the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then he called me because he wanted to talk to me, you know, man to man. Yeah, let's and, do that. And so he called me and said, hey, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, Jake is doing all next week. And then, uh, you know, after that, we're going to uh, try to make our decision public. Mm-hmm. And we're going to announce stuff. And so, yeah, we're not going to need any more fill-in. And I just wanted to, you know, be upfront with you that, you know, could you do it? Yes. But are you going to do it? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, that that I appreciate your interest and, you know, uh, we love you up here, but uh, we're going in a different direction. So, uh, I, you know, I texted Jake um before he, or I guess as he was uh, heading to the Super Bowl, I texted him because I, I knew that I wasn't getting it. And did so, you say I'm going to kill you? No, but oh, I. What did you text him? No, I I texted him congratulations because I just assumed like everyone else that it was him. And so he texted me back. He's like, "Do you know something I don't know?" I was like, "Well, I just know it's not me, and I just assume it's you." And he's like, "Nobody has told me anything." And come to find out. You know, this past weekend was uh, the record release show for Bastards of Soul, Danny's band. Yes, of course. And so they had a big sold-out show at the Kessler. Uh And so I went kind of last minute and went by myself because I knew that I would know plenty of people there. And I ended up uh, meeting up with Corby, meeting up with Jake, meeting up with Saroy. And uh, after the show, ended up going back to Saroy's house and then having a conversation with Saroy and with Jake. And that's when I got kind of the uh, unofficial down low. They knew. That, no, it's not what you're thinking. And come to find out, it was the total dark horse of dark horses. It was Bob who was never mentioned except for, you know, rumors on the dark web on Reddit. And it'll be interesting to see how the chemistry shakes out with the the new shows and what they'll even be called and mm-hmm. all of that. And hopefully, you I know, hope they keep the same songs and they do all the yeah. stuff that. Yeah. But I mean, hopefully, as listeners, we can all, uh, you know, give it some time to shake out. And like you said, it, all of the personalities when you shuffle the deck for white elephant or round tables or whatever mm-hmm. everyone is good with everyone because everyone's awesome they're all friends and so you know it's it's a situation and an environment 
and a family unlike any other radio station in the country. And so it will work out just because of that. But, um, you know, of course, if you are listening, you're probably uh, someone who is rooting for me in this process. And I appreciate everyone who sent me positive. It was a lot of nice stuff. Sent me positive thoughts good. and, you know, uh, sent uh, emails to Kat and talked me up. And, you know, what was I can't thank you enough for all the good vibes that were put out there things fell where they did but i i gave it my best and it was a fantastic opportunity to get my name out there to hopefully lead to bigger and better things down the road and to also get people to listen to this pod all right let's get to your last tune can i tell you about this person yes he's got a backstory are you ready yes this is also new it's new but there's uh, is a, a canadian story. No, so, okay. might as well be. This is how nice this guy is. He might as well be Canadian. Have you ever heard of Goth Babe? No. You've never heard the name Goth Babe? Goth Babe. Mm-hmm. I've seen plenty of Goth Babes, but I don't know the band or the person. This is a dude. Um, I think that he's from, I want to say he's from Kentucky. Or maybe he started his deal up in a dorm room, I think. Uh, yeah, he lives in Oregon now. Yeah, but where he was originally from... Yeah, Griff Washburn is his name. Yes. He's originally from Tennessee. Tennessee. That's where he's from. It's not Kentucky. Yeah. Um, so he has decided to go completely off the grid. He, he kind of had a little bit of a following before with Goth Babe. Um, and now he just travels up and down the West Coast, either snowboarding or surfing with his dog. And uh, he's a cool looking guy and he records everything in the back of his little camper van. Like it's one of those trucks that has the um, camper thing. Yeah, that's the dude. So if you go back a couple of shots before that, you can see his little camper van thing. He has like a... You know the old school style where like the campers on in the in the bed of the truck. Yeah, yeah. There that's you go. it. Yeah, and that's his yeah, dog. He's, he's got like a uh, a 1982 <laughs> F150. Yeah. Uh, it's all beige. It's a super cab. It's not a double cab. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got like the uh, the the camper that goes into the bed of the pickup truck. Yeah. So he records all this stuff in the back of that. Okay. And he, uh, and man, it's really cool stuff. And so he decided to go completely off the grid. And even though I guess he does his music stuff and puts it up on iTunes or whatever. How did you find this dude? Um, I cannot remember. It might have been on an XMU thing or it might have been on something that came up on a uh, playlist or something. I don't know, but I like it. And then I started listening to some other songs, and I was like, man, this guy's actually, it's pretty good. All right, so what's the name of the tune that we're going to hear? This song is called Her Vacation. One of the other songs that's that he has on here is called, um, I forget what it's called, but it shows, he. it's like a little five, uh, six-minute documentary. The first two minutes of it is him talking about where they're going to go hiking or whatever with his dog. It's just him filming everything himself, and then the song plays after. He's but, so granola. Yeah, exactly. But this isn't... And you know, I hate all of them. 
but the music's really good. All so, right. So I think that you're going to like this. You know, I can... Uh, if the music's good, I can forgive everything. Well, so, let's let's make friends. Let's H.T. Make well friends. and Goth Babe. H.T. Well, Goth Babe. This is called Her Vacation. I think that you will like this.
It's a lot less hippie than you'd think, right? Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, Washed Out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a li- man, there's a lot of different influences in there. I yeah. mean, obviously some Tame Impala as well. But, uh, yeah, right when you think this guy's going to hippie out, it's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Man, you know, uh, just when I think that we're old has-beens, then we bring the heat like we did in this episode. Yeah, and it's so cool. We're on the cutting edge. We're on the cutting edge, but I I gotta say, does it feel like with the kids these days, does it feel like music's getting better? (laughs) Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I want to think that way. I don't know if I it's mean, true. even like um, even like the Billie Eilish stuff, you know, her brother makes all the music and he's making cool stuff. It's cool stuff and she's super popular. But I mean, if, if something's going to be super popular, at least it's pretty good. Yeah, but I, I guess the, I mean, you would know better than me, but the, the tools that are available to anyone who feels like they want to make music... It's so much easier now well, than, I it, think, than it's ever been. I think that this equipment that we just... It's blowing my mind. I can't believe that this actually works. And You can use that in recording band stuff, right? Easily. I think you will always still need the big studio at some point, but you don't have to have it. Right. And it is... You can make a professional sounding record from anywhere. It's not like it used to be. You you can be in a bedroom just like the one we're in right now and have this unit right there and do whatever you want. Or in a pop-up camper Mm -hmm. in a national park in Oregon. With solar power. And, And you're... And run your, your golden entire retriever. thing in your gold in your lassie, <laughs> sitting right by your side, saving people from the well, and you can record an entire record, and uh, it's gonna sound pretty good. It is not like it used to be. And the other thing is, you can finish your song, upload it to your iTunes and Spotify and everything instantly. Right. Like you don't need record company. You don't need anything. You basically can do everything from your room and never leave. Which is not a good thing to do. You should leave your room. Well, you need to you need to play live. You need to connect with your fans. Like we will in May. Mm-hmm. We're about to connect with We're our about fans. To connect with them. Oh so close. Ah! Alright, thank you so much for uh tuning in to this February 2020 episode, episode 32 of HTWOW. Um, as Toby said, people, um, they're starting to make good music again. And it's a great thing that we are here to curate it for you. I know. That's our job. I feel really good about it. We are here to listen to things so you don't have to. And then we just bring the best stuff to you. I hate new stuff. And now I'm, I like some of the new stuff. I know. Well, I mean... Who knows, maybe Toby will uh, go off on this kick and bring us the most underground new stuff you've never heard of. (laughs) Or maybe he'll just go back and do some kick-ass book reports, but you're just going to have to listen to find out. Next month, book report. Okay, next month, book report. Mm -hmm. Um, I already have it in the can. We're ready. I'm super excited for the After Dark because we have lots of stuff that we didn't get to that we're going to play later. 
Uh, but right now, why don't you play us out with a little level 42. Are you ready? I don't know where it's gonna... Let's go. Because I want to slam this sour, and then I want to party. Yeah. I just, I just opened another of the blueberry gose. <laughs> gose. Mm. Dude. There it is. Remain tender together, not so in love, it's not so wrong. something about you if you have made it all the way to the end of this podcast can't thank you enough please write us a review please tell a friend and please make plans to see us in fort worth in may live and in person Sorry that we're uh, totally messing up this song. You should totally look it up on your Spotify and play it front to cover after this pod is over. Play this whole record. It is underrated. HT Wow. Another month in the books, y'all. Soon.